been a minute. I know. It's been boring without you. Just saying. It's just, it's different. It's just different. Yeah. Don't, just don't tell the others I told you. Shh. Yeah, we keep it a secret. Yeah, just us and the listeners. Yeah. Oh, keep it a secret. Uh, I see what you did there. Ah, ah, ah. Secret. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's how I know you're not a squirrel. Right. Sign so up. Right. If I didn't pick up on it, then I would be worried. Yeah. So that's how we know. All right. Let's start this. Welcome to. <clears throat> Damn. My throat just went. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. See, that's how I know you're not a squirrel. If you got your intro right on the first time, I would be a little worried. There we then go. I would be like, this isn't Dave. There we go. <laughs> there we go. First time? No. No, of course not. Welcome to Something to Marvel About, a podcast where we discuss and dissect MCU releases. My name's English Dave, and help me pretend that that thing happened didn't happen is my co-host Raven. What's up, Raven? What up, Dave? That thing didn't happen. No, it, it didn't happen. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Oof. I mean, you know... You know one of those things where you, you didn't realize you cared until you lost it? Mm. That's what happened to me this episode. Like, I didn't realize I cared until I lost it. But talk, we're here to talk about Secret Invasion, Episode 1, Resurrection. Raven, tell fans how long you've been waiting for this series. Wow. I guess since, like, since it all began. Right. Uh, you know? <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know... I was kind of like a late bloomer in terms of actual comics or like getting into Marvel comics. Um, I didn't become a fan until like, you know, I grew up watching all the shows. So I grew up watching like X-Men and stuff like that. And I grew up um, around family that actually read the comic books, but I started getting more into it when I got into college, I went to school for graphic design. So I feel like naturally you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of comic book nerds I'm in school with, and uh, at the time, actually, um, Civil War was out, and it was the Ultimates uh, storyline coming out, and Dave was super into it, and he had just gotten another uh, friend of ours at the time, uh, Keith, into it. Both of them were reading Civil War, which led to what Secret Invasion, um, which was pretty dope. And every edition that came out, they would like just kind of give me the updates. They would like tell me all the bullet notes so they would read it and they'd be like oh raven you know so and so is a scroll so like you know it was always big news so i remember i remember being excited with everyone even though i wasn't actually reading it <laughs> everybody in my school was people in my dorms were reading it um and then i eventually did uh read all the books which was great but uh yeah so it's like it's it's been since 2008 Oof. right at least Oof. It's Oof. been a while. It's been a while. No, Secret Evasion wow. was one of my favorite story arcs. And like you said, it came right out of Civil It kind of started it all. Yeah. I felt like that That really... And I also feel like Civil War, Secret Evasion, and all of those, like the ultimate storyline at least, is kind of what really, really kick-started what's now the MCU. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. What is it, 12 years? Yeah. It's, 13. Uh, shut up. I don't want to hear that. 13. Don't say, don't say the number of years, right? <laughs> you know when your parents are like, 12 years ago? <laughs> Wait, I think it's more. That's painful. Uh, it's probably more. Iron Man 1 is 15 Ooh. years. So. 
So exactly that long. Like Raven, Iron Man uh, one is five years away from being. And then you like three months before Iron Man, yeah. and it's it's almost Back to the Future. Well, rather. no, after a couple of months after Iron same Man. Year. Wow, same year. it's it's almost Back to the Future worthy. Can you believe that? Wow, like that's how that's how long we've known each other. I met you right around what we thought was gonna be the best Hulk movie we ever had. Right. Right, that we were ever gonna get. Like I, th- we thought we we thought that was gonna be the best hope. We thought we'd take we would take our grandchildren get. to see Avengers one. That's how that's that's how we were like not sure true. what was gonna happen. You know, we thought if Secret Invasion ever came out, we'd be dead already. We thought it would be like, like we would be right. barely coherent when it came right. out. Like like how <laughs> like how people get like like yeah. like uh, new Star Wars films now from the original films. You know, that kind of gap. I yeah. That's how I thought it would be. Yeah, I thought we were going to have at least 10, right? 15, 20 years right. between movies. Like now we get the Avengers at least. Okay. Yeah, and I thought every movie was going to do okay. Yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't think the world as a whole no. would be as equally excited yeah. as a bunch of college nerds. Right? Um, Crazy. You know? Crazy. Like the whole world. Crazy. Like it's, it's like... An international sensation. It's insane, insane. One difference, though, with this show is that because of the players involved, and it's not necessarily a direct result of Civil War, it's more aftermath of of Thanos. The players are different, right? Which for me is exciting because I have no idea. Just it's one of those situations where just because you read the comics doesn't mean shit. Nothing. Not at all. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. Just the name and the theme is the same. Everything else is completely different. The greatest thing I think about reading the comics is just knowing the characters and knowing what characters might do based on what you know about them. So you get to like speculate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But you know, the great and terrible thing about the MCU is you don't know shit no. because this character could change completely based on one different action mm-hmm. that the MCU changes from comic to movie. So, you know, it is it is very like it's still exciting, mm-hmm. you know. Because you and I have no idea. It's different players on the board. Even in reading it, we don't know who's going to be a scroll and who's not. And it's also like the way that things have kind of played out mm-hmm. is so different. Mm-hmm. Because even in terms of the storyline where Secret Invasion is now falling, um, Secret Invasion technically is happening after That's what I'm saying. a lot of events that were caused by Secret Invasion in the comics. So it's kind of weird like you know, I really have no idea where this is going. And there's whole characters <laughs> like, who didn't exist in the comics, like Talos, doesn't exist in the right. comics. You know, his daughter doesn't exist wow. in the comics. You know, uh, uh, the comics focus more on the superheroes as the lead. Even though Nick Fury is the one that found out first, this one's more focused on like more ground level. You're not going to see Iron Man. Iron Man was still alive. <laughs> you know, he's dead. He was a big proponent of Secret Invasion, Iron Man, Thor, and all these characters. The main True. Avengers. <laughs> that was a big reveal. Yeah. Mockingbird was a scroll. Hank Pym was a scroll. So these characters, I don't think they'll. Be, I don't see them showing up in the series, and that's why I say the players are completely, no. completely different. Which I like. I mean, like I doubt we're gonna see Ant Man no. in Secret Invasion. No. no, absolutely not. Honestly, I was surprised to see Ross. Oh, let's start. You know, let's start there. Technically, let's start there. I like what you did oh, there. Oh, you know, that. Before the opening credits, <laughs> killed that segue. Before the opening Speaking credits, we, Ross. exactly. We get a moment where Ross is this 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 crazy agent is telling Ross about information that he's found, and uh, which leads to us finding out that Ross is a scroll. 
Raven, the question asks, I have to ask you, how long has Ross been a scroll? Did it just happen now? Did it happen in the Wakanda? Because what we do know is that the scrolls have been around on Earth since the 90s, right? They came with Captain Marvel. And so yeah. if they came in the 90s with Captain Marvel, how long has Ross been a scroll? Is it did he just become a scroll or has he been a scroll the whole time and we've never seen the real Ross? Or was he a scroll in I Wakanda mean, too? Ross has always been very optimistic and very open-minded to outerworldly or crazy ideas. So it would make sense that Ross was never a human to begin with. But I I'm not sure. Because you know, if Ross was a scroll during um Infinity Wars, that's that's crazy because Ross knows everything. Mm-hmm. And the scrolls know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and also knowing the energy source that is Wakanda and there's just so much information um Ross knows and could know, especially now also finding out that Ross is one of them, quote unquote, and isn't even one of our Oof. scrolls is kinda it's kind of scary. Um, I like they touched on that. Well, I, I, yeah. I just want to go there quickly. One thing I love that Captain Marvel did, and this show does, is kind of show us that, this, like, unlike the comics, the scrolls aren't all evil. right? That's when we were wondering before, we were, when we saw Captain Marvel, we were like, how are they going to do Secret Invasion if we like the scrolls? We like Talos. We like right. them. And, and actually, I want to jump ahead. I, what do you think of the narrative of why this sect of scrolls is upset and as a reminder it's because you know when captain marvel happened in the 90s which is a uh, 30 years ago <laughs> they were promised at the end of that film because you have to remember that the the, the um the the kree destroyed their home world and captain marvel and and uh nick fury promised to find him a new home mm-hmm. in the marvel universe it's 2025 remember they're ahead of us 30 years ago, too. So so they haven't found a home yet, you know, and that's why people are mad and they're angry. They're like, you promised us, you know, I want to, you know, home in my own skin. Love that line. Also, I want to say that, too, because I never really thought of that until, you know, watching this episode, because mm-hmm. we saw Captain Marvel a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not that long for us, even though it takes place in the 90s. For us, we're not really thinking about the scrolls and the fact that for the scrolls, it's been 30 plus years since, you know, the events of Captain Marvel. So, you know, that is a long time. That's a whole generation worth of, you know, people. And I love that, you know, it kind of touches on that too, that a lot of the rebels are made up of the younger generation that had to come up, you know, without a home or had to come up on, uh, you know, what do you call it, international land or land that isn't theirs. So I do love that angle on it and that perspective. And I do think that it gives a lot of motivation in terms of um, the rebel group. You know, it makes a lot of sense as to why people would, the scrolls would rebel, you know, or why they, at bare minimum, they would be angry. They're impatient. You promised us. And you're, you're, and then we see you doing this other stuff. Because, you know, if you think that they've been there the whole time, they're witnessing you doing the whole low-key situation when Thanos came, the snap, the situation. And they're just like, you guys keep fucking everything up. You know what? We'll just take it. You know what I didn't think of either? They had to also, you know, vanish. Yep. A bunch of them probably also blitz. Yep, it was a universe-wide thing. That must be annoying. 
You know, like you agreed to take care of us and and half my damn family blipped, you know, whatever scrolls I had left are gone now or half of them, you know, and granted, even though they came back, it's like, thanks for that trauma. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like you guys keep messing things up and, and could have gone without that. You know, <laughs> I think I think me and my people have been through enough. Thank you. Thank you came very to much. Your plan and look what happened. Thank you very much. You know, um, we introduced a new character. Sonia, MI6 operative, played by uh, uh what's her name, Olivia Coleman. Um, I like her relationship with Nick Fury. Uh, I like the fact that she kind of knows him, but like she's one of those few people, like everyone in this episode, telling Nick Fury, "Hey, uh, you're a bit too old for this thing. You're a bit too old." And you know what? I feel like Nick Fury is mind messing everyone, mind fucking everybody. To I think, think that so he's too. Old. Because a couple of things have happened in this episode mm. that I realized going back, right? First of all, Nick Fury says that he got kidnapped on purpose, which I do believe. Because he had mentioned something along the lines of, you know, needing to communicate with people or whatever, needing to get in contact with people. And coincidentally, he gets kidnapped. Mm -hmm. What a better way to find an old friend that you don't know how to connect with right. <laughs> other than taking a stroll in a place that you don't belong. Yep. Um, you know, but also... He Fury ends up planning, you know, surveillance in her place. Mm -hmm. After that, she didn't notice that mm -hmm. as much as she's talking about the mediocre guards. Mm. Well, you're right. The guards are mediocre mm. because they didn't even notice me plant a whole surveillance unit mm. in your, you know, in your beautiful home. Mm -hmm. So I, I do love, I do love that. Like there's parts of Fury that he's still showing that he's, he's still got it, even though people might think he's off his A game. Yeah. But I feel like if anything, there's a chance that he's even more on his A game. The man's been in space doing absolutely nothing else. Like he hasn't been social in years. He's up there defending, you know, whatever this massive weapon is or, or Earth's protection satellite situation. And I feel like if you're doing all that, you're not sitting up there not playing chess, you know? Mm -hmm. You're not sitting up there uh, letting your mind go to waste. I'm sure he's been training every day, especially being that he just lost to Thanos. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think we're going to see in this series throughout that, like, Fury's got something up his sleeve because he's Fury. Yeah. He's Nick fucking Fury. I mean, even uh, 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 Maria Hill, when she's talking to him playing chess, you know, she says to him, she worries that, you know, he's kind of messed a step. She's like, he used to be three, four steps ahead. And again, I still think he does. He is. I think he's kind of trying to, he's still trying to figure out who to trust. You know, he doesn't, he knows his people, but he's still kind of worried, you know, because anybody could be a scrub. You know what, too, though? Maybe people picking up strange things about him is what, you know, his thing is. Mm -hmm. Like, this is how I know you're real. You know, like, Maria, the real Maria, would notice that I'm not three steps ahead mm -hmm. in chess. Or, you know, the real, uh, what's the name, Sonia Fallsworth, you know, would notice that I'm slow mm -hmm. or not picking up on things. So maybe, like, maybe, maybe yeah, that's he's how testing. He's, yeah, he's testing out. I like right, that. maybe he's testing everybody else. Yeah, I, I you like know? that. I like maybe that. he's testing them based on how well they know him. Mm -hmm. I, uh, speaking of Sonia, I liked when um, Talos was was kind of apprehensive to her her guards, and Fury is just like, uh, if she does it, she's gonna have a scorched earth policy. So I want to see how savage she can be. You just know that she is savage, even though she works with the quote unquote good guys. She's very very savage, yeah. and I like the line continuing that conversation when Fury says to Talos, and this is where I like the. You know, because we're playing in the world of espionage, right? Fury's world is that espionage world, which isn't so black and white. There's lots of grays in, in his world. And one of those uh, examples of that is when he tells Talos, uh, the bad guy, Gravik, 
knows that mercy is your weakness. Here's your chance to prove him wrong. I was like, Ooh, mm. what a line from the good guy. <laughs> you know, mercy is your weakness. Here's your chance to prove him wrong. The way that Fury casually says that, what has Fury done in the past? <laughs> oh, we know half the shit he's done, and it's a lot. I mean, here's a reason that Fury keeps as many secrets as he does. Secrets we have can't secrets. handle the truth. Secrets have secrets, as Iron Man no, says. No, we can't handle the truth. I don't think we can handle of Nick Fury's secrets. I mean, look how he tricked the Avengers into <laughs> becoming the Avengers, right? Right. With with Col- master with, with Coulson's blood cards. Those cards were in his locker. So Fury took the cards, rubbed it in his blood. And then gave it to the Avengers and said, this is what happened. I had to look at his dead friend <laughs> and say, hold on, stay right there. Let me rub. I'm going to go grab these cards. Just so I can get the <laughs> Avengers to uh, avenge. So I can manipulate right. some superpower right. folks into uh, doing everything I say. Right, right. No matter how crazy it is. With no pay no, and no benefits package. Figure it. Seriously, though. We found that out. <laughs> Falcon the Winter Soldier. <laughs> we did find that out don't even have health insurance nope. come on can't, can't even get a loan from the bank right <laughs> can't even get a loan from the bank can't save a boat right <laughs> don't even have money to repair and fix your father's boat nope, you're definitely not. not buying house and you definitely don't have no insurance nope. that's tragic um Wow. We get introduced. Sure the up guy. What I liked again introduced to the, where the scrolls are staying. I like what they do here because they play with the fact that they're aliens and uh, they they don't get affected by radiation, right? So that's why they can stay in in certain parts of Russia where they've done nuclear testing, uh, and they created this new place called New Scrollos, home in my own skin. Again, I love that line. You, you understand what it means. You understand their pain. What do you want? Home in my own skin. It's like damn sucks for you but what i also love here is that uh we get through exposition uh, uh that the main cast don't have to wear uh, uh uh makeup because they are warriors i love that <laughs> that's how you get away with everyone having to wear scroll makeup oh yeah those of us who are warriors don't have to change back into our scroll form <laughs> yeah, the people with the most screen time coincidentally don't have to switch back and forth. Right. Let's see what you did there. Let's see what you, you did. Ain't low. You ain't low. Um, we see though, you get a visual how uh, a sequence how they replace people, right? Not only do they replace their visuals, uh they use the same machine we saw in Captain Marvel, but in Captain Marvel they were just using the machine to read their minds, and now they have an upgrade where they can take your memories so that they can think like you. I like seeing that. I was looking in the background like, who else has changed that I recognized? Right. <laughs> and what I like here is that, you know, we're going to get uh, uh, into Gravik for a bit, in a bit, the villain. What I like is that they've given us a clear separation between characters like Gravik, who's clearly a villain, to the people that are, are, feel like they don't have a home because they don't feel, they don't seem evil, right? And I was reading this article yeah. with with, with um, the actor who plays Gravik, uh, Kingsley Benadir. And he said that he didn't want a villain who you can empathize with, right? He's just a sociopath taking advantage of people who are actually in pain and hurt, right? The other the other scrolls were following. They're following him blindly. He's like a cult leader, right? Where there you don't feel sorry for him. You feel sorry for the people he, quote unquote, inspires. They're the ones that you feel yeah. sorry for. And I think seeing where they live was a good way for us to kind of still empathize with them, not necessarily empathize with him. And 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 I thought that was a really good job. And we're introduced to Talos's daughter, played by Amelia Clark, Gaia. What do you think of what do you like think of that whole connection and 
we saw Gaia in, in Captain Marvel as a little little girl scroll. And now she's all grown up. And like you said, she's part of that group of young people who feel dis you know, they feel like displaced. displaced and nobody cares for them. And they're kind of doing their own thing. And you can still that see that see that she's got this push and pull. She's not quite sure she wants to be this with this and do what they do, especially finding out that uh the people she's with are involved in her mother's death. What do you think that's all about? Do you think that's true? I don't know about this whole thing because I don't know if I was talking to you about it, but somebody had mentioned that we don't know much about what's going on with Talos. Mm -hmm. And there's a chance that Talos is lying about how his wife died. I don't know. I don't know what that can mean. Mm -hmm. I don't know the extent of it. But we don't really know, you know, like maybe it wasn't the rebel forces at all, you know. Um, but at the same time, I don't know why, you know, <laughs> that would leave us with the why. <laughs> um, but either way, um, I do like the idea of like, I like the idea of, you know, there being no like black and white, there being no like this person's right and this person's wrong. Like you understand every character's motivations and why, you know, Gaia would, would, uh, you know, separate from her dad and their family, especially being that, like, you know, you're seeing that it's hard realizing your parents are wrong, <laughs> you know? When you get to that point where you're like, my parents aren't perfect and they make mistakes, you know, and these people that I looked up to, you know, are just, you know, people or, or you know, make mistakes. Um, So I do like the relationship between them. I like that Gaia isn't fully, like, you know, a disrespectful I like that Amelia Clark's angle on it um, or portrayal isn't a spoiled brat mm -hmm. or like coming from a place of like privilege or a place of like teen angst, mm. you know, like where she's you. coming from. Right, right. It's a place from like, even though I understand, like I still have to do my own thing and I have to, you know, figure out my own path because, you know, as much as she might want to listen to her parents, they don't really know much. This is a new world to them too. Um, you know, and I think it's like, you know, something similar to what, like, first-generation kids might go through, you know, mm -hmm. where your parents don't exactly relate to the environment or the culture that you're currently in. And, you know, they try to keep you going with the ideals of their culture and their background, but it might not necessarily apply to right now. So I do love that, you know, you're kind of getting all all sides. You know, you're getting the extreme, oh, we hate you, we hate Nick Fury, we hate the humans because of the situation we're in. You get the, this is a shitty situation, but we're trying to make it work, people, you know, and you also get the, I don't agree with anybody, but I'm going to keep doing what I think is right today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Gaia's character is like, she's just trying to do what she feels is right, mm -hmm. you know, in each different scenario. Mm -hmm. And I still don't know how I feel about her character, because even with the way that the episode ended, you know, it, it seems like she double crossed, mm -hmm. um, her dad and, and the crew, but you know, I don't, I, it's hard to tell where her motivations yeah, lie. Yeah. Like, you know, is she doing this for the fate of the scrolls? Is this for herself? You know, is it, is she going to team back up with her dad? You know, so. Yeah, no, I'm not uh, quite sure either. One thing that gives me saving grace for her in that moment is that she did tell her dad that, Oh, Gravik and his men know you guys are going to be there. You know? Right. So, so like she gave him that kind of warning. And I think I like to believe that she does, she didn't know the whole plan. She would just say, "Here's the bag, give it to this person." She wasn't sure to because I feel like she wasn't. 
I want to know what her, what she feels about, you know, killing people. Which let's go to that. I did not expect those explosions. I thought they'd be stopped before they happened. And when Gravity just presses it and just see bodies flying everywhere, I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Oh. This is the kind of show this is going to be. Oh. oh, 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 okay. And yeah, then another yeah. explosion. Yeah. Why not? I was like, oh, okay, shit. Because I thought, oh, the mission's going to stop the explosion before it happens. Nope, that's not what happens at all. We Nick Fury <laughs> has been failing. I understand why people stop and, you know, right? people aren't following him as much. If I was a squirrel, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, oh, no. It's not looking too good. You can't even defend the people, right? the, the humans. Right. You know, like, oof. And you care about them. Right. You know? <laughs> You're one of them. Uh, it's not looking good. And oof, Gravik. Yeah. You know, we find out earlier from Talos that Gravik is mad personally at Fury. Why is that? There's some theories out there. I don't know how it works, the math of it all. There's some theories out there that Gravik might be a, a legitimate Fury's son. son? Mm-hmm. But that means who's the scroll baby mama? That's the question. Because that's then, you know. Oh, shit. He's a scroll. He's a scroll. <laughs> so I don't know. He could be. I mean, he's like 30. Half scrolls are a thing in the comics. There has been half right. scrolls. Not many, but it does exist. And not necessarily always with a human, but it does exist. And I don't know. I've been watching cheesy dramas lately. And part <laughs> of me is like, maybe Fury hooked up with Soren. Ooh. <laughs> There's something personal. I feel. There's something there. Yeah, there's something personal to there's the Fury. Yeah, I, I, maybe Fury trained him or something. Maybe, maybe he took him under his wing. Maybe he, he did raise him in of, some way. He has some type of training background. You yeah. know, it could be that Fury kind of, you know, looked after him. Mm-hmm. Could be. Maybe he was an orphan and Fury kind of helped him out for a bit. They got close. So as close as right. they can without actually being uh, uh, biologically connected. That could be a thing. Right. Too. Like a father figure. Yeah, because there is a personal touch. Like, he wanted Fury to follow him, and he wanted Fury to see. And even... Mm-hmm. Oof, can I tell you? It makes sense in hindsight. Completely makes sense. But I didn't think they would do that this first episode. Just, boom. Not episode one. Maria Hill. I was like, because I also feel like we're just starting to like Maria. I, <laughs> the nitpick I have is that I feel like we always got like a sprinkle of Maria Hill throughout the entire MCU, throughout every phase. We always get like almost like a tease mm-hmm. of Maria Hill without ever really getting to see her in action or fully see her contributions to the team. Because like if you read the comics and you know how badass Maria Hill is. She was director is. for a while in the comics. Exactly. Like, and took over for Nick Fury. And and I feel like in this, we started to see that. You know, that like, okay, Maria Hill's kind of been calling the shots like while well, Nick Fury's been, you know, in space or whatever. And I, I felt like, you know, even the fight scene, we got to see her finally like really whoop some ass and like, oh, that's a fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. And it's like, damn, not killing Maria now. But also, it's like a part of me doesn't want to believe it, but she a at scroll? the same time, right? But if you show a slow bleed out, usually they're not coming back. I like mean, on screen death. Whenever Marvel, but it's Marvel. Whenever Marvel show us an overhead, uh, uh, bleed out, and the character's legs are twisted on the floor, they usually they're dead. usually dead. That's usually like <laughs> real death. R.D. Uh, um, Black Widow, Gamora. Same kind of right. That's what I'm saying. I was about to say visuals. we got two prime examples. Um, 
But I will say it's like, that was also sad for me too, because I was like, that's kind of disappointing. Cause I'm like, you're Nick Fury's right hand. You went in a battle without any type of like vest or like, I understand his point blank range, which a part of me is like, maybe she just has internal damage because she got shot up close mm -hmm. and even wearing a vest and getting shot up close. You still have some punctured, you know, insides, mm -hmm. maybe some fucked up organs. So maybe you'd bleed, mm -hmm. you'd cough up blood. Maybe your back is bleeding out because you fell hard. I don't know. <laughs> well, we also have to remember that, one, you know, this is where it differs from the comic. At this point in the MCU, for the longest time at this point, actually, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been disbanded. You know, so they don't right. they don't have resources as they would have had. You know, they're working on limited resources and whatever they can work on. But there's a part of me that hopes, you know, maybe a few seconds after that scene, she turns into a scroll. Because we know when a, when a scroll is killed, they turn back into their original form. As we saw with 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 Ross right. before, maybe just cut. maybe Fury ran away just yes, before the change. Maybe I don't know. We can. Have... One thing I will say that I appreciate about the scrolls, at least when they become somebody, they don't die. Yeah, the person. Yeah, the person's still it's out there. It's not like um, it's not like the shapeshifters in Fringe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Oh my god. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> This is tragic. I'm sorry for all y'all nerds yep. out there that know Fringe. Yep. That was tragic. Yes, when a shapeshifter took a person and you found out, then you knew that that, that person was dead. dead. That's it. And that was that was hard to deal with. Yep. So in this, I kept having triggering moments <laughs> of being like, ha, Ross is dead. Or like, this person's dead. And no, like, they can still no, be alive. No, 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 no. They're still, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Still it's be just there. a copy. Yeah. We're fine. Yes. <laughs> the original is still intact. Yes, possibly out there. It's not a replacement. It's a duplicate. Um, but yeah. Um, I really liked the the chemistry between Talos and Fury. I thought you can really understand these guys have known each other for a long time. And, and just to add to that, I really liked seeing, you know, a different side of Fury. You know, you can almost tell Sam Jackson was able to kind of let loose a bit more because he wasn't so uptight. You know, he was able to kind of, be more Sam Jackson, Nick Fury type character. You know if that makes any sense. You know even even yeah. even like having fun with with Talos. Where's his ass? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when they, when they go to the art dealer and he's just like, oh, is this a King Louis the? <laughs> see? Yeah, Louis Thirteen. Oh, this see? is nice. This is nice. <laughs> well, uh, when he tells Talos, when he's like, oh, no one's no one wants to see your ugly ass face. And Talos is like, I'm actually considered good looking for my kind. I know a bunch of good looking. I see some I know a bunch of good looking scrolls. And you, sir, are not one. <laughs> I so love that. Up. What I love about that, because it's like, Fury's not saying scrolls are ugly. He's saying you're ugly. He's saying you're ugly specifically. <laughs> He's not saying you're people. You're the no, it's like one, you are the people. ugly one. <laughs> Which is so much worse. I also like when we found out Talos is actually 14 human years. Uh, he looks old. Yeah. Well, 40 years. No, he said not even 40. Yeah, not even 40. I was like, ooh. <laughs> it's A part of me was like, for the actor's sake, please say older. <laughs> but he's still, he's not middle-aged yet, though, for, like, no for a scroll. Way you're not 40 yet. I love when no he says way. to Fury, what did you get for your, for your midlife crisis purchase? It's like the Avengers. I was like, yeah. Makes and sense. he has of a good point. Of course. He did. <laughs> yeah. Facts. And it's moments like that that I'm like, yes. Sam Jackson got to be Sam Jackson. But it still made sense. Right. It didn't it didn't fall out of fall out of place. We get a little tease at Rhodey. 
Rhodey in this episode talked to the president, worried why Nick Fury has left S.W.O.R.D. and uh, Rhodey's going to be investigating it. There's some people who think this Rhodey is a scroll and he's worried about what Fury's doing. I don't know. Rhodey could be as anybody could be. I'm looking at everybody. I don't trust anyone. Like They're all scrolls. All scrolls. The only person I trust is you because at the beginning of this episode, you proved that you weren't a scroll. But other than yeah. that, anyone could be a scroll, you know? And I, I, I like, that's what I like about this episode. I think this episode is kind of a slow moving start. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think in these kind of like espionage, uh, 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 don't, who do you trust kind of stories, you need to move slow to start off with because it builds the tension more. Uh, and it, so I kind of appreciated that they didn't kind of go too hard with it. Because I think they do a good job of yeah. building the tension. I could, Other than killing yeah. one of the main <laughs> characters that we all thought was going to be a major character right? in the show. Yeah, yeah nothing yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Nothing major. Nothing, no big deal. Yeah, no, no, Whatever. No big deals. In it's that. fine. We're all fine. <laughs> We're okay. And, and I'm curious. <laughs> I'm, you know, my nitpick, I was saying, this is a very loose nitpick. I would say that... They killed Marie Hill. <laughs> outside of that... I think as much as I love the narrative, what they're doing, it's still right now as what we've seen a bit familiar territory from the flag smashes in Falcon, the winter soldier, because they too were displaced people after the blip and looking for a new home, blah, blah, blah. And I thought this similarities are very close narratively. You're paying attention to that. Um, again, that's just an, a little nitpick. And I think we're going to get more expansion on the scrolls narrative uh, more than the flags. Yeah. I think I, I think this is doing a better job of making me feel so making me feel more empathy for the mm -hmm. the the scrolls. Um yeah. I liked what they did with the flag smashes in terms of, you know, again, like I said, people displaced with their homes and things like that. But I think this does a better job because it's like that 30 year gap and waiting and being impatient and you said you're gonna find us a home and that narrative of the previous generation versus the younger generation, you know, we find out Talos was kicked off the council because people were impatient with him. So there's a divide amongst themselves. And I think that's what adds extra to the narrative, that divide amongst themselves. And almost with Gaia caught in the middle of that, um, I think that's what makes, differentiates this story. So I kind of, I really like that. Um, any other thing that you liked that we haven't talked about? Um, the very beginning of the episode, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Presca Agent yeah, Prescott. Agent Prescott. All of the things that he was saying, for those of y'all that didn't read the uh, comics, is basically the summary of Secret Invasion. <laughs> like, the comics. Like, it's all accurate. Everything he says, like, uh, you know, the scrolls infiltrated different, took over different members of the government in different, like, major countries or whatever. Um, and superheroes. Right. And superheroes. So he started all of this chaos then by the time all the reveals came, Secret Invasion was a huge deal because all the superheroes didn't know who to trust and they were completely dismantled and that's why they lost. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's pretty cool. I, I felt like it was a cool little Easter egg like in the beginning with Prescott because it was like Ross thought he was crazy as hell. Mm -hmm. But then we know why. We realize now also. Ross was. Uh, Ross was looking and realizing like, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, he's got us. But then he's, he's got us. The question is, well, how long has Ross been there? Because he calls for help and he calls Maria Hill, who's real. At least we, as far as you know. So, but is Maria Hill real now? And, and here's what's going to blow your mind, Raven. Here's what's really going to blow your mind. All right. Do you remember an actual Winter Soldier which led to Civil War? Right. You remember? Actually, no. Civil War, actually. The beginning of Civil War. 
after Winter Soldier, it's beginning of Civil War when everyone's going after Bucky, you know, Black Panther, and everyone's chasing after Bucky after he's been framed for killing uh, T'Chaka. When he's arrested, who arrests him? General Ross. I mean, not General Ross, Everett Ross. Everett Ross arrests him. Everett Ross is kind of a dick. He's like, I want all your kind to be like this and like that, you know. And he becomes, he becomes nicer after the fact. So I'm just saying is there's a personality shift in Ross. If you look back, I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of things that he kind of does that maybe he, he could have instigated civil war stuff because he was in the right positions. He was there. He was around it. He was. He's kind of been there <laughs> a lot more than we realized. He was, <laughs> he was around. Cause I mean, I, I would also love that. I would yeah. love it if they did it kind of the same angle as the comics to where, when we start, getting reveals of who scrolls are it's people who have been like people that we've loved for you know 20 plus 30 films you know that we would have never suspected because we haven't known them to be anything else Mm -hmm. because technically as long as we've known them they could have been scrolls because again the scrolls were introduced in the 90s yep they could have been replaced a long time ago for 30 plus years now there's the chance that any character that's between the 90s and now could be a scroll. Yeah. So I, I absolutely love that about the possibility of this what of if, this season. I'm like, what if Rhodey's a scroll? We mentioned what if Rhodey's a scroll. And one of the things I liked about the comics as well, and that this is where I think it also differentiates from some other like replacement shapeshifter stories. There are such things as sleeper scrolls, right? Where you can be a scroll and not know it until you you believe you're human until you're activated, and then. Boom, you're a scroll. So there could be people out there who are chasing scrolls, helping with the fight, and then suddenly they're activated and just turn around and realize, oh shit. You've been a scroll your whole this whole time. Just saying. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. I'm excited. I'm I'm like excited <laughs> for like everything the show is gonna be and like what it's gonna kickstart for the rest of the MCU mm-hmm. because I do heavily feel like this show is gonna really pivot a lot of what's going on ramifications in the mcu because even though we were like we've been dealing with like multiverses and parallel universes and all this stuff we haven't really seen what's going on on the ground Mm -hmm. in a while Uh, yeah you know and i love that too that like we're seeing what's actually going on uh outside of the bigger picture because we most of what we've been dealing with is like you know, high stakes, like this is going to take out humanity, mm-hmm. protect humanity, protect the galaxy. You know, it's been like these huge uh, stakes, but we haven't seen like what's going on on the ground with people mm-hmm. since the blip or since, you know, these things have happened. What's going on with the skulls now? So I'm I'm like, I'm just super excited for what's going to happen. And I can't believe they kicked it off with killing Maria Hill. Well. And also having Gravik do it as Nick Fury. Look, Nick Fury's oh, not going to let that you did it. easy. You did it. We didn't bring that up oh. either. That. That. Gut punch, Raven. Gut. You, she died saying you did shot it. Shot to the gut. Not a gut punch. Oh. Shot. Shot to the, to the gut. Imagine, imagine your, close, your close friend dying in your arms saying you did it. To believe, and you know you didn't do it. It was a shapeshifter. But they died believing that you did it. Right, because the last person they saw were you. Yeah, and to like, let you while know. coming to embrace you. Yeah, while running up to you to embrace you. It's like you did it and just dying. Like, what does that do to you? Like, damn. Part of me is like, Maria, you should know, man. You should have <laughs> known. I don't know how oh. but you should have known, Maria. Oh. Like, damn. 
Maria. <laughs> Oh, and and, so and I don't know how much connection there will be, but, you know, this kind of like ground level espionage style of Marvel movies started off from the Captain America movies and Captain America 4, Captain America 4 is titled New World Order. And we know that we know that Harrison Ford is in there to play because to play um, President Thaddeus Ross. We currently have a president. In this episode, so is the pre- is this president a scroll? And then it gets found out, and then because how far does it go? Because we know it's governments. Because <laughs> now I even feel like General um, what's the name from Hulk is like has yeah. been a scroll this whole time. Well, well, that's the thing. It's it's think about it from a scroll perspective. You wouldn't want Hulk to be right. roaming the earth. The actor, the actor, what's his name again? William Hurt. You know, William Hurt, who played General Ross, unfortunately, a few years ago, he died. And so Shit. and so that's why Harrison Ford is bringing in to replace his, his character. So Harrison Ford will be playing General Ross in the movies. Um, I don't know if they're going to do a, 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 a uh, you know, roadie uh, Bruce Banner thing where they're just like, eh, it's just a new actor, don't worry about it. Or they're going to make it part of the storyline. I think it's going to be like, it's a new actor, don't worry, we're moving on with it. And I think, because yeah. we know that, basically, we know that Harris Ford's going to be General Ross, and General Ross is going to be President of the United States. And there's rumors we're going to see him oh, as shit. the Red Hulk, because in the comics, General Ross becomes the Red Hulk. So oh. I don't know how much ramifications that is from this, but uh, I think there'll be some kind of connection, because I think the Captain America Isn't... world fits with this world, with Nick Fury and, and the espionage kind of connections. But mm. what do you what do you nerdies think? Anything else you want to say? I think... The very last thing I just want to make note of is just the opening intro intro sequence. Mm-hmm. It was really dope. At first, I didn't like it, but rewatching it again, I really like it a lot. Um, it makes sense after you've seen the episode. Right. And it's also like, it's very like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, you know, which secret invasion, you know, there were like similar scenes. And then also like the warping faces. I love that the faces are changing. You couldn't make out who anybody is, mm-hmm. which is obviously the theme of the show. You can't trust anybody. Um, and then obviously the green is like the scrolls. The merging. But Earth was also green. Yeah. So it's like the whole Earth being Taking green over. is also saying like they're trying to take over, right? And then the green is also obviously the color of envy, which is also mm. a theme of, mm. you know, I what's like going that. on with the scrolls. The like envious that. of the humans having a place to stay. Fucking it up. And then... It goes from, you know, the green and the envious green to it being literally the eye of a scroll. And then the eye of the scroll becomes the, human. the earth, oh, yeah, which yeah. is yeah, what yeah. the scrolls have their eye on. Oh, Come on. I'll tell you this. I was like, no, nah, I was like, trust fire. Let's tell you this there. Some people don't think it's fire. There's been an uproar on the internets. At first I thought it was whack, but when you break it down, it's actually very, very smart. Do you know why people are upset? People, reason why people are upset is that the director mentioned that um, the the production house that worked on this used uh, did the intro with the help of AI, and people were like, "Oh my god, why would you use AI?" And the director's like, "The whole uh, point was that when you see works being done done by AI, you can't tell if it's a human or AI. It's false. It's fake. It's not. That's the point. The scrolls are not human. The scrolls are fake. They're not real." And so they were saying, let's do an intro using AI because AI is used to manipulate, to distort reality. Right. And I was like, that makes sense. That's the context of this. 
I like it. Like, I understand the current (laughs) fears of AI. Even more fire. I understand the current fears of AI that people have. I get it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it should never be utilized. They put MLK in a do-rag in a Cuban link chain. (laughs) I was like, y'all taking it too far. Yeah. You're taking it too far. Leave leave the great MLK alone. Like, you're taking it too far. But if you want to make a computer-based sequence... Yeah, that's fine. And, it, and things are all tools, right? She's things sorry. are all tools. There was, a, there was a time where someone would think, oh, these young whippersnappers using computers for graphic design and editing. Ugh, back in my day, we use snippety snip snips. You know, like, right. it's new tools. That's what it is. New tools for creatives. Um, what do you nerdies think of this first episode? Mm. Let us know. Mm. Find us on social media at The Nerdy Bunch. Uh, I'm not willing, ready to say it's going to be the best ever, but I'm willing to say I'm excited for episode two. So I'm definitely going to be watching this again. Uh, we will be doing our podcast weekly on this, and we'll be giving you our full thoughts on the series. So always let us know what you guys think. Thank you, Raven. Thank you, Dave. My name is English Dave, or am I a scroll? I hope I'm not a scroll. And this has been a Nutty Punch presentation. Your scrolls have, what would your <laughs> scroll name be? I don't know. I have no idea. Davos. Davos. I was going to say Davos too, but I feel like that's like just too easy. Yeah. Right. Someone give me a, give give Raven and I scroll names. I was going to say on the next week. Yeah. (laughs) Give us scroll names. This has been a Nerdy Bunch presentation of Something to Marvel About, where we spoke about Marvel's Secret Invasion episode one. And as always, Raven. Keep it nerdy. Peace. Peace.